James here from A Peace for Tomorrow, and I'm here with Sonia. We're going to talk about your morning routine to help you overcome teen anxiety throughout the day. And Sonia, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. My name is Sonia. I am based out of Chicago, and I am so excited to be here. Awesome. And what made you interested in teen anxiety or anxiety in general? Um, So my own personal battles, you know, 2014, I started bodybuilding competitions and I ended up having disordered eating. It was binge eating disorder. Um, And that that, had like that towards. So because bodybuilding, you have to eat a lot. So did that help like make the disorder worse? In order for me to be ready for the stage, I had to do an extreme amount of dieting. So like it was very restricted okay, and it, it, that's what, yeah, it's what sparked the whole thing. So I had a really terrible relationship with not only food, but with my body. It started body dysmorphia. Um, so battling that internally. And then 2015, I decided to leave my corporate job to go into personal training And I started my real bouts of anxiety because I was like, hey, I'm about to leave a cushy job with a reoccurring paycheck and go into a business where I'm running it my own. There's no guarantee how many clients I'll have. So that started this new spark of just a wave of anxiety that I had never experienced before. And then in 2017, I ended up in a toxic relationship he ended up cheating on me. And then that obviously put a lot of anxiety on me going forward with my like personal life in terms of relationships. Um, And then again, in 2021, I started a new business venture. So the same thing where it's like, I'm starting something new. What happens if I don't make it? What happens if this Mm -hmm. fails? All those questions. All those questions. Yep. And then July, 2021, I was actually a victim of an attempted armed carjacking in my own garage and I survived it. They did not steal my car, but that obviously had some PTSD for like a Mm -hmm. few months after anytime I was driving, anytime I pulled into my garage, just in a wave of anxiety would just like constantly checking the windows, make sure nobody's following me and all this stuff. So those are all the reasons why I got super into where I am now in my like mindfulness journey, where I make sure I'm managing my anxiety because at one point in time, I was in a really low place. Yeah. Especially like the carjacking. Like I got a, I got a friend who's a policeman and I was driving with him in the car and he, this was a while ago, but he was so on edge, like watching everything. And mm-hmm. he didn't do that before we joined the police force. So it's just like, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's, that's a trigger because he's just used to like, and the shit he tells you that they deal with is just like, oh my God. Um, so yeah. That's uh yeah. And it's funny because that anniversary of when it happened is coming up in five days. So it happened yeah. two years ago. Um, oddly enough, a year ago my car got stolen on the year to date of the attempted carjacking. So I'm like, I'm not going anywhere July 10th. <laughs> I'm gonna just, stay in my house. Avoiding avoiding that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, cool. And so with that, what skills have you learned or where did you look to help? Like when you first started seeing this anxiety, where did you look for? Did you ask friends, family online? Where did you start? You know, like everything was kind of like behind closed doors. Like I didn't go to friends or families because I didn't, well, I just 
me, I'm a very like internal person anyway. So I could, I like to process everything internally and then talk about things. So when I was trying to find solutions on how to manage it, a lot of it was just trial and error. So I would Google, Google is my best friend, like how like different ways to manage anxiety. And I've tried everything. I've tried journaling. I've tried mirror work. I've tried positive affirmations. I've tried the whole gambit and just to see like what actually sticks with me. And I've finally found a routine that I've been able to be like, yes, these are the the things that I do to start my day. So it sets the precedent for the day and allows me to one, stay mindful. And then two, because I'm not going to say like the anxiety ever goes away. It doesn't. There's, it's, there's always something that in life that's going to happen, new things, whatever. But now I have the tools and the capability to be able to manage it a lot better. Yeah. Which is very, very different to like basically not having those tools and reacting and the anxiety or the exactly. taking over and then mm-hmm. just kind of go downhill from there. So um, do you want to start sharing what, like, what are these things that you've like developed yourself or found that works for you? Yeah, absolutely. So my morning routine is something that like, I do not play with, like, especially even if I'm traveling or just out of my normal, like at home routine, it's something that I at least do one of the things for sure. Cause I don't, sometimes I won't bring my journal with me. Uh, but the first thing I do when I wake up and it's kind of like habit stacking, like as soon as I wake up, I open my eyes, I go to the bathroom, do my thing in the bathroom, and then I meditate. 10 minutes, that's it. I use a guided meditation. I've used a lot of different meditation apps. I've used Calm, Headspace, Insight. But the one that I'm using now, and it has allowed me to be the most consistent ever, is Balance. And I think right now, I'm going to show you my day streak because I'm pretty proud about this. My consistent, because, you know, I'll have like the, the periods where like, you know, I do a couple weeks and then I fall off and then yep. a couple days I fall off. And then, but now I'm at 112 day daily well streak. So 112 days consistently every day, 10 minutes without fail. I do a guided meditation. I haven't mastered the whole meditating on myself. Um, now, obviously the full 10 minutes, I don't sit there and like, I'm fully concentrating, but it's the sum of small efforts, right? Even if I can focus for like 30 seconds on my breath, or if it's a minute for my breath and my mind wanders and then it comes back, but all that compounds. So then over yeah. time, you get to really feel the difference. Um, so meditation is definitely a huge part of my life. I even outside of just my morning routine, if I find myself feeling very anxious, say, for example, if I have like a, a heavy workload for the week, and I just feel like I'm procrastinating, or I just am pushing off something, I can go back and like, do one of the meditations to help me focus or like to calm my nerves, whatever it may be. I think meditation, you know, it's, it's one of those things where people talk about it a lot, but I don't know if people actually really take the time to do it. Yeah. Um, Cause maybe it seems too like fufu gaga or whatever, like spiritual, like, you know, unicorn or whatever, but it's like, it works. And that's that's <laughs> the really biggest works. point. Like if you feel a certain way and you do something and it changes how you feel like for the good, for the better, like keep doing that. And that's what I find myself. I'll meditate, but it's if I do it throughout the day a couple times, like if I actually mm-hmm. make myself stop and do it, I I am calmer at the end of the day than if I'm just not doing it. I'm more more calm, more aware. So yep. it definitely makes an impact the, just doing it consistently 
versus if I don't do it, it's like you're kind of like going closer to the edge of like the um, not calm version of yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and it doesn't have to be like 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be 15, 20, 30 minutes. Like even give yourself two minutes, you know, start small, do a minute, gradually increase, right? Like I think a lot of people are discouraged from wanting to meditate because they're like, I can't sit there for 10 minutes, but then my, my own thoughts, like well, scary. That, <laughs> right. The other, the other thing is like, most of us have a phone yeah, and a phone, like you need to, you're doing it on your phone. So the temptation is also to get distracted by your phone and maybe someone calls you. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, so for me, I don't know if the app you use, but I like to have one where you can just, you don't have to be connected or I'll download it or I'll get it. So I'm not, I can turn on flight mode. That way, no notifications. I can't go on the web um, and get distracted. Like, cause the mind likes to take you off on tangents. Yes. Yeah. The phone, man, that thing is, that's the other thing why I meditate too. Cause I notice myself, the phone distracts you from a lot of things, especially with social media. So it like teaches you to like be more disciplined in life. <laughs> yes. You've heard of Jocko. I can't remember his last name. But he's like, discipline is freedom. Essentially, mm-hmm. you can be disciplined, you can have more freedom. It's not the other way around where you're like, I'm free to yep. do what I want. Well, then you get distracted and don't get where you want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Jack- Jocko Wilcock, I think that's his name. Something like that. Anyway, okay. we had to read that at the work at my workplace, like the Extreme Ownership book. They gave us all a free copy. Uh, all right. So that's step one when you wake up, basically meditation and mm-hmm. you're doing 10 minutes that works best for you but they can yep. start you know where wherever you're at just try and do something and and expand that daily yeah for sure yeah um i would say the second thing that i do is journaling um right now i'm using it's i don't i'm not trying to like it's not sponsored or anything but like i use this six minute diary sorry my my blur on um this is probably like my fourth or fifth time running through this because it's it will last you six months um but i've used a lot of different journals in my time um but my journaling is very simple in the morning it's just basically a gratitude journal and it'll ask you three things that you're grateful for and then how you'll make today great and a positive affirmation and i do those three things i talk i think about what makes me grateful in life because um, in the midst, I would say 2017 was probably like the hardest year of my life. Like I, I turned 30, like my ex-boyfriend cheated on me. Like I was just going through a lot of anxiety just in life in general. Yeah. Um, and I was waking up and that was in the midst of like my eating disorder and all that stuff. So like I would wake up just in a negative headspace. The first thought that came to my head was just like, I hate my body. I hate my body. I hate the situation. I'm, I'm not lovable because the person I thought I loved cheated on me. So I'm not worthy of love. So like all these negative thoughts were the first thing that came into my head. Um, so reframing that and writing the gratitude, like three things I'm actually grateful for, because obviously like even when bad things happen, there are still good things to be found in, in the world. Right. Yeah. And, um, and that's, so, that's a good point though. Like, even though, you had these negative thoughts they're not necessarily the truth and you can choose a different path and i don't think a lot of people realize that hey i'm upset now and i feel this way but i don't have to stay in this place and it's kind of like um the analogy is like when there's a cold pool or something you're like oh it's cold and you don't want to get in but when you're in you're like i don't want to get out 
It's like yeah, say, like, our oh, minds so are like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> I want to stay here. And in this mm-hmm. case, it's the emotional state that we're in. We don't have to stay there. We can choose. It may take a bit of effort, 10 minutes, an hour, whatever it is you need to do to get yourself out of state. And there's lots of different ways to, to do that. And I think journaling mm-hmm. and focusing on a positive thought or two uh, is a great way to just pull yourself up and get yourself into a you know, better headspace. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, especially when you think about what you're grateful for, you start to like take those things for granted, right? Like so this morning, I think I wrote, I wrote, what did I write this morning? I was grateful for sleep. Like sleep is such a beautiful thing. You know, like a lot of beautiful things happen when you're sleeping, like the recovery process, right? Yep. I said I was grateful for my body. And at one point in time, I did not like it, you know, <laughs> and mm-hmm. like, warm weather so you know it it could be the simplest thing it doesn't have to be like extravagant things that you're grateful for it could be like you have a roof over your head it could be your the relationships you have with your friends and family it could be the compliment that somebody gave you like something so small but like could totally turn your whole entire day around so taking the time to think about that you don't have to like i finished the big exam like that it doesn't have to be this big thing. I think that's key. Like some mm-hmm. people think I have to hit these big goals in order to be grateful. No, you can be grateful every day for yes. tiny things, just the sun, the air, the, like the air, the plants. Mm-hmm. These th- simple things can help bring you back on track and change your focus. And the, it's actually the, the chemicals in your brain then actually if you're focused on dopamine or serotonin serotonin is the one that's like that gratitude so we're actually releasing that chemical which then is like there's more of that and you feel better versus if you go down like there and this is what facebook and all these apps do they stimulate the other chemical which is like addictive and the dopamine dopamine that's all right they they extend you just over dopamine hit basically and that Mm -hmm. the more you get of that the more you need to get that same high again Yep. There is a sentence. And then the other thing in the journal is this is how I'll make today great. So basically it's your intentions for the day. Like, right. Like, so how are you going to make today great? So usually I write my kind of like my to-do list, but also like in that to-do list, while those are goals, there's a difference between like goals and intentions. Right. So it's like, you might have the intention to be super productive today. Cause I have a full day of filming or whatever. Um, so being able to set those intentions and then following through with it, I think will help with anxiety too, because if you are in a place where it's like, Oh, I have so much to do, where do I start? Cause now you're too overwhelmed, From the like get-go. actually writing down. Yeah. So then like that, you know, would get you to procrastinate. And then you're just like, well, I have so much to do. I don't even know where to start. And, and then analysis paralysis. And then that starts a whole like slew of anxiety. Cause you're just like, oh, I got all these deadlines and I don't know how to meet them. Um, so setting those intentions for the day and like planning throughout your day, I think is super helpful too. At least for me, it is. Um, and then the last I, I find one is- before we go the getting it out of mm-hmm. your head, just, just that thought, like, writing it down you no longer have to think about it it's on the place and some some people like the actual tick so you can tick it off yeah um and that's also a good feeling because then you see progress and that yep that's the goal it's not necessarily hitting all your goals but having some progress whether it's a small thing or a large thing it's it's secondary it's like just making something in the direction that we're choosing absolutely yeah yeah and you know like 
I mentioned I was a personal trainer and this is kind of like the same thought processes that I teach my clients is because they all think they have to go super hard, like zero to hundred real quick. If they start working with me in terms of nutrition, they're like, well, I can't eat this. I can't do that. I can't do that. And it's like, no, we're doing moderation, not deprivation. We want to have this a holistic approach to food. So you don't have to be perfect. You just need to be consistent, right? And yesterday mm-hmm. in, in the States, it was a holiday. It was the 4th of July. And so I'm telling some of my clients, it's like, be smart about it. You know, like start your day with heavy protein, but then like enjoy yourself for the barbecues, you know, your time out with friends and families, whatever you're doing. But then like Wednesday today, get back on your normal routine. Like you don't have to do anything extra. You don't have to like, as long as you're consistent with your efforts, that's the most important thing. And I think some people think like, well, I have to be perfect. I have to check everything off my to-do that's, list. That's it's like, too hard. no, too much. You're putting too much pressure on yourself. <laughs> yeah, and that's, I think also the better you are at being like, the, the better you look at after your body, essentially the more lenient it can be. So you can have that binge or that whatever it is and your body bounces back. Whereas instead of, instead of beating yourself up and going down, now I've done this thing and I have to keep going down the path. No, you can just, I've done once and then I'm back back on track. And that's exactly. like 80%, you know, you're consistent, good on time, whatever. And then the other 20%, you have a bit of freedom to like, oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. have the ice cream or whatever it is you want to indulge in. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that translates to like every aspect in life, right? Like even yeah. with your... The, the mindfulness stuff, like you don't have to meditate every day, but maybe you start off a goal with three times a week, you know, like whatever gets you into your flow, but like consistency over perfection. Yes, definitely. That's way more, way more important. And I think as a society, we're too focused on that perfection. It's like, mm-hmm. it has to be perfect. And there was a book I was reading and it was like a Zen monk and there was a Zen garden and he was like, the owner told him to basically clean it up and it's perfect. But no, he's like, it's perfect with all the re- leaves and everything on the ground. It's like, that's the perfect picture. Like just how nature is. It's not perfect when we like sweep everything up and have everything in our tight little boxes. And mm-hmm. so it's more relaxing that way as well, I find. For sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the last thing that I journal that it's in here is a positive affirmation. So just something positive about yourself that you can think, say, and actually believe. Um, The one that I've been writing down a lot is the abundance I seek is also seeking me and I remove any blockages. Um, And this is a very general one, but it reminds me to keep my heart and mind open to whatever abundance is seeking me. It was more so for my business because I was starting a new business last year, last February, uh, 2021. And, you know, when you start something new, you're your own worst enemy because you're in your head and you're just mm-hmm. like, this isn't going to work. What happens if I fail? I'm not smart enough to do this. I'm not good enough to charge X amount of whatever it is. And you start to you start to self sabotage. Um, sure. So the mind, this, the mind picks at yourself. <laughs> yeah, man, and it's 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 a war zone sometimes. Um, so this positive affirmation that I've been writing for a while now is just that reminder of like, hey, if you open yourself to the endless possibilities, you'll be surprised what can come your way. 
point in case, here we are today talking about this podcast. I'm just like, I'm going to keep my, my options open and see like what relationships I build, people I network and see what can come from it. And like now we're having an amazing discussion about something that's very important to me um, and for you. So like sure. now we're having this conversation and it's amazing. And that's, it kind of also trains you to be on the lookout for something. It's kind of like... Mm-hmm. Like when I bought a car, like my first car was like a Ford. And it's like, then I saw that car everywhere and I didn't notice it before. So it's the same mm-hmm. concept. Your mind is now actually training it to look for the certain thing that you're focused on. So if you can look for abundance in your life or whatever the, the quote may be every day, you're again, stacking those neuro pathways to fire in a certain yep. way, which are then going to help you achieve that. Even if you don't have it now. And this is a, a thing also like, it's like, I don't have it now, but if you can, you know, you can still think about it. You can still contemplate. You can still put energy towards that direction. Um, even though it may like, you may like, what's the analogy? Plant a seed. The seed doesn't grow on a tree overnight. It takes a year right. or two or however long to sprouting and go up. And this is also the problem. I think in today's society, we're so used to like instant gratification. Like I want to watch a movie. Now, like we used to have to go down to the video store and all this type of stuff. Yes, Blockbuster. <laughs> exactly. I don't, like it makes you feel old now, but it's like it, it wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um that's so true. On that, is there do you find a difference between focusing on something broad or narrowing down? Do you find it if you focus on is there a difference between when you write down each one? Um, it, it varies because sometimes I will gear it towards more so like my professional business. So I'll say like more so like abundance in terms of opportunities that I can work with clients. Sometimes it'll be more so about my personal life and relationships. And maybe I'm like, want to put the intention or put that thought into the universe about like being open to love again because i was mm-hmm. jaded at one point um so it just depends on the day so what what i'm feeling like and where i want to put that intention and that positive affirmation and it's is it is it a goal because goals like smart goals you've heard of them mm-hmm. yes, you want to be smart like be specific and, and have all these things it's, is it kind of like a smart goal like where we have to write down the details or it's, it's more it's better to leave it um, I think for my daily positive affirmations, I just do it very general. I do set yeah. monthly goals for myself. So at the beginning of the month, I'll get very specific with like those smart goals. But these, in terms of the positive affirmations that I write daily, they're pretty general. Yeah. And I, I think there's a difference. Like they're, they're, That's like your daily planner, whereas this journaling mm-hmm. is like the intention. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So we've got journaling. Uh, no, so we've got meditation journaling and what's the third uh the third thing is some type of movement so it's either i'll do like five minutes of yoga in the morning i use this app called down dog or sometimes i'll use like a youtube video or whatever just depending on what i'm feeling um but i give myself like five minutes to just move my body stretch my body sit in a relaxing pose, whatever it may be, again, to get out of my head and into my body, because a lot of yoga poses will have you, you know, breath to movement. So you focus on your Mm -hmm. breath. It's another way, again, just five minutes, that's all I do. Because like, 
Yeah, I, I, I love yoga, but like I can't commit to going to a 60 minute class every week, like traveling mm -hmm. there, sitting there for the 60 minutes, coming back, like it's a lot, right? So it's like, well, if I just do five minutes a day, I can loosen up my hips because, you know, like we hold a lot of trauma in our hips, like that energy is there, and especially if you're now in a very sedentary lifestyle where a lot of people are sitting, like Too that's much. not good for your hips, right? So, you know, lo loosen up the hips, release that energy. And again, the most important thing for me is to get out of my head and into my body. So when I'm doing those breath to movements, I can really focus on being present and it takes me away from whatever anxiety was like building up. Gripping you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, so those, those three things I would say are like the most crucial things to just start the precedent of my day. And again, like I'm not perfect. It doesn't happen every day. Meditation for sure happens every day because now I have this streak. I'm like 112. I can't mess that up. <laughs> but <laughs> journaling, I will say like, if I'm being completely honest, I only journal Monday through Friday. Cause like Monday through Friday, that's like my workday routines. Like that just sets the precedent mm -hmm. for the workday on the weekends. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to chill out. I don't need to journal. So I won't journal on the week weekends. Um, and then the movement stuff that I, I move my body every day. I have to like, regardless, even if I'm just like lifting yeah. weights, I go to the gym yeah. four days. Yeah, well. I've got to get some, some kind of movement. It doesn't particularly yeah. matter what, like even just a longer, like a walk to something outdoors to, mm -hmm. it's different. If I just, if, it's, if I don't move, I'm more lethargic. Just, yeah, I don't want to do stuff. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So I would say those, those are the three things that I implement into my morning routine. And again, I've tried a little bit of everything just because over the years, I was just trying to figure out what works for me and what sticks for me. And I've tried like mirror work where you're looking in the mirror and you're saying the positive affirmations and it just, it never stuck with me. Right. So I would, I would recommend anyone who's on a search for a solid morning routine um, or just finding ways to mitigate anxiety is try anything and everything and see what works for you because there's yeah. not a one size fits all at all. <laughs> You've got to, and that's where, I don't know, like some people like, this is the way, yeah, it's a way. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And you, everyone is unique and individual. So yeah, definitely try trial and error for yourself. Like still... I think for me, it's still finding someone who's done the thing like that you wanted mm -hmm. to achieve. So you want to overcome anxiety, find someone, get information from people who have done it, but test it for yourself. Cause they may say, eat this and then you eat that. And then you get, go the other way. Like instead of being exactly. good, you feel bad. So then you're like, no, don't, don't do that. So yeah, definitely unique uh, individual trial and error. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So uh, we are talking before this and we're going to make our own journal. I thought it was that good of an yes. idea. Um, <laughs> I came up with Sonia here. And we're going to make a journal. And then Sonia is going to also give you a rundown of how she uses her journal in a later episode. So if for people interested, if they go to a peacefultomorrow.com slash journal, and we'll have all the information on there, how to get the journal and bits and pieces on Sonia and yeah. Any last tips or anything you'd like to share before we head off? Um, I would also recommend, and this is from my own personal experience as well, um, on top of the three things that I do in my morning routine, I know therapy always has this negative connotation to it, but I've been in therapy for the last two and a half years. I've had three different therapists, so 
finding a therapist is very much like dating. Like you have to, again, yeah, trial and error, right see one. what works. Yeah. Find the right one. Now I see my therapist bi-weekly. So every two weeks and it has helped tremendously with mm. reparenting myself, with dealing with my own mental demons, um, having somebody that you can confide to and who can understand and give tips and salute, like offer solutions and even question you when you think you're questioning yourself when you shouldn't be like, it's, I think it's a prime thing. And I would love to open that discussion to let people know that it is okay to seek therapy. In fact, I think everyone should go to therapy, even if you think you're like mentally sane and healthy and whatever it may be, there's a lot of things that you can uncover from your past as a child that you were conditioned to learn that society has conditioned you to learn that your parents have conditioned you to learn to actually be able to break that mold and like truly see who you are as an individual. Yeah, it helps essentially helps you grow and mm -hmm. you may not see what because you're in it like you don't see because you're in it from someone else who's not part of your family or friends or your network who has an independent view and is basically just there to help you. That's mm -hmm. like, that's very helpful uh, for anyone who wants to overcome or challenge themselves to grow. And yeah. that's part, partly why people don't do it is because A, the stigma around it, but also mm -hmm. it's like you're, you're, you're comfortable. Like I've got this thing, but I'm not in enough pain to like take an action. Um, yep. So it's like you don't, if you can convince yourself to find someone without getting to the painful point where like my world is shit and now I will go and do the thing. I just, if you can do it while you're in a good state, it's a lot easier. And maybe you avoid like going sure. down, down so low. So you avoid all the trauma and tra drama of that. So I think yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> getting someone to help you. And also in that, like, if you look at businesses or bigger businesses, they have like, a company has a boardroom and a board of directors and the chairman, yeah? It's generally mm -hmm. they work together to run the company. And it's kind of like I like to view ourselves as individual uh, chairmen of our own life. So you have yep. someone who you can talk to, like maybe you have a nutritionist and a health person and different aspects that you can just friends or family, whoever it is, to help you, you know, guide yourself along the journey and it takes time to find these people and, and make sure uh, that you're on the right path but for myself I think just having these connections and these people to rely upon it just helps in general like we're we're, we're social beings we like you know help us through the highs and the lows it's I don't know there's not much of a downside if you ask me yeah there isn't <laughs> there really isn't outside of in the states our insurance company doesn't really give us the best mental health coverage and care. So I'm paying everything out of pocket, but even for that, I'm like, yo, it's worth it. <laughs> like, and there's even in like, so I'm from Australia and they have like uh, the helpline. So you can still call someone like my friend volunteered mm -hmm. to be on it. And yeah, like you can still for free, the government has paid for someone to be there just to talk with. So yeah. if you need help, you can reach out to someone. It doesn't have to cost you money. Um, which is also handy. But if you can afford it, great. Go out and for and sure. Get it. Um, so cool. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the show. And thank you just, for having me. Yeah, that's it's been great, great fun. And um, 
Yeah, we'll look forward to hopefully having you back sometime in the future. Absolutely. All right. Catch you later. Take care.